Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Boy Up with Tojo, and I remain your host, Tojo Dottier. And if this is your first time of tuning in, thank you, you're welcome. Please subscribe, share, and feel free to contact me by leaving a message. I look forward to listening and hearing from you. Um, we're going to be concluding this week from our series lessons from the life of samson and we're going to be going through the chapter 16 concluding samson samson's life so i will start by reading samson um judges 16 uh, the message translation version samson went to gaza and saw a prostitute he went to her That got to me because it didn't make sense. Samson was a guy that God had used to do so many great things. And he obviously had no business being with a prostitute. He could have married any good girl from Israel, from any tribe. Being with a prostitute was somewhat, didn't make sense. But then I remembered that Samson's first attempt to get married he was betrayed and it was hurt and so i um, went on google to see you know just to do a small research on the effects of betrayal and i saw one betrayal a psychological analysis by rachman I, I don't know if he's male or female you know it's the national library of medicine and the abstract reads betrayal is a sense of being harmed by the intentional actions or omissions of a trusted friend. The most common forms of betrayal are harmful disclosures of confidential information, disloyalty, infidelity, dishonesty. This can cause traumatic distress. The effects of betrayal include shock, loss, grief, morbid preoccupation, self-doubting, anger, and the one that stood out for me, damaged self-esteem. I would argue that that since Samson had a bad experience at his first marriage where his wife betrayed him, then know the relationship and the love he had for her by sending him out to his people. And... Um, his father-in-law giving his wife to his best man he was betrayed and because he was betrayed he had a damaged self-worth that made him make poor choices by going to be with a prostitute and oftentimes like samson we as children of god made in the image of god god has deposited so much in us the bible says that immediately we became sons and daughters of God we had the image of God deposited in us sometimes life has thrown us curves that has made us self-doubt and have insecurities and born out of that we make decisions that are less of who we are in God and it's my prayer that whatever traumatic experience anyone is dealing with that God would reveal and heal those wounds and that insecurity and so that we can rise up to our top our potential and actualize our version that God sees us to attain purpose for God 
What soon spread that Samson was there, so the men of Gaza gathered together and waited all night at the town gates. They kept quiet during the night, saying to themselves, when the light of morning comes, we will kill him. I just did a switch, so I'm going back to verse 3, message translation. Samson was in bed with the woman until midnight. Then he got up, seized the doors of the city gate and the two gateposts, bolts and all, hefted them on his shoulder and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. So that's how mighty and powerful Samson was. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek grapes. His, her name was Delilah. The Philistine tyrant approached her and said, seduce him. Discover what's behind his great strength and how we can tie him up and humble him. Each man's company will give you a hundred shekels of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me, dear, the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and humbled. Like I said, Samson's perceived promiscuity stemmed from hot. And because of that hurt, he couldn't be discerning in who he was supposed to be in relationship with. And so he was with a woman called Delilah who was out to get what she wanted and that was money. She was easily bribed and she wanted to find out his secret of, of his strength. And that for me shows me that when you're in a relationship with someone and that person doesn't cover you, you know, that person is not looking to build you, that doesn't looking to protect you, then I doubt that you're in a wrong relationship. So we should always be discerning as to the people we go into relationship with, be it personal or professional or business relationship. Every relationship you surround yourself must bring glory to God. And when relationships bring glory to God, there's a benefit for you in the relationship. You're covered, you're mentored, you rise to the top potential, you rise to the version that God intends for you to be. Samson told her, if they were to tie me up with seven bowstrings, the kind made from fresh animal tendons, not dried out, then I would become weak, just like anyone else. The Philistine tyrant brought her seven bowstrings, not dried out, and she tied him up with them. The men were waiting in ambush in her room. Then she said, The Philistines are on you, Samson. He snapped the cords as though they were mere threats. The secret of his strength was still a secret. 10. Verse 10. Delilah said, Come now, Samson, you're playing with me, making up stories. Be serious. Tell me how you can be tied up. He told her, If you were to tie me up, with tie me if you tie me up tight with new ropes ropes never used for work then i will be helpless just like anybody else so delilah got some new ropes and tied him up she said the philistines are on you samson the men were hidden in the next room he snapped the ropes from his arms like threads delilah said to samson you are still playing games with me teasing me with lies tell me how you can be tied up i struggle with this because how Samson could not discern that this woman he was in love with was out to get him. How can somebody be asking for your weakness and at the same time keep exposing you? The Bible says the Proverbs said to one woman, her, her husband's 
heart dwells safely with her. That means he's confident, he's able to expose himself and be naked with her, with weaknesses, flaws and all. How Samson kept on telling this woman lies and how she kept on, you know, showing him off or putting him in all those same situations. How he didn't, I didn't understand. And then it occurred to me that love covers a multitude of sin. Unfortunately for Samson, he was in love with the wrong person. He said, if you, this is um, 13 to 14, um, yeah, 14. He said to her, if you wove the seven braids of my hair into fabric on the loom and drew it tight, then I will be as helpless as any mortal. Way she had him fast asleep, Delilah took the seven braids of his hair, wove them into fabric on the loom and drew it tight. Then she said, Philistines are on you, Samson. He woke from his sleep, ripped loose from both the looms and fabric. She said, how can you say I love you when you wouldn't even trust me? And in my question, in my mind, I'm like, how would he trust you? This is what the third time you're putting him in the same situation he's, he's told you of. Three times now you've toyed with me like a cow to ten mouths, refusing to tell me the secret of your great strength. She kept at it day after day, nagging and tormenting him. Finally, he was fed up. He couldn't take another minute. He spilled it. He told her, a razor has never touched my head. I've been God's Nazareth from conception. If I were shaved, my strength would leave me. I would be helpless as any other mortal. When Delilah realized that he had told her the secret, she sent for the Philistine tyrants, telling them, come quickly. This time he's told me the truth. They came, bringing the bribe money. When she got him to sleep, his head on her lap. When someone puts their head on their lap it shows you um, a level of comfort and safety she motioned to a man to cut off the seven braids of his hair immediately he began to grow weak his strength drained from him then she said the philistines are on you samson he woke up thinking i'll go out like always and shake free he didn't realize that god had abandoned him i have a love-hate relationship with exercises and sometimes i would exercise and i have this very old bluetooth headphones that i used to use and because it's connected through bluetooth with my phone it has to be like 100 meters somewhat proximity close to my phone sometimes i have this headphones on i'm listening to music i'm really you know doing my stuff and i go out of range and not up not up until the time I'm exactly out of range do I realize that I'm actually out of range because the sounds I can still hear the music playing but when I go further out of range the music is now blurred and every time that happens it reminds me of sometimes how our work with God is we get too familiar and too comfortable with God that sometimes we don't realize that it's gone or he's gone or that we are not acting in our giftings because we're so much used to what God is doing. We feel that we can still perform as opposed to being connected with God and ministering, not performing. Just like Samson in the text, he thought that, you know what, I could still perform. But God has abandoned him because the very thing that the angel told his parents never put a razor to his head. Part of his concern, creation set apart requirements had been taken. The Philistines grabbed him, 
gouged out his eyes, took him down to Gaza. They shackled him in irons and put him to the work of grinding in the prison. But his hair, though cut off, began to grow again. Maybe like Samson, you've blown some good opportunities. You've made bad choices. But God is saying it's not too late. I still have victories in store for you. You won't go out just like that. The Philistine tyrants got together to offer a great sacrifice to their god, Dagon. They celebrated saying, Our God has given us Samson, our enemy. And when the people saw him, they joined in, cheering their God. Our God has given us given our God has given our enemy to us, the one who ravaged our country, piling high the cops amongst us. Then this everyone was feeling high, and someone said, Get Samson. Let him show us his stuff. They got Samson from prison and he put on a show for them. Imagine God's own judge, God's own anointed, being made to be a joker. They had him standing between the pillars. Samson said to the young man who was acting as his guide, because he was blind, he couldn't see. Put me where I can touch the pillars that hold up the temples so I can rest against them. The building was packed with men and women, including all the Philistine tyrants, and there were at, at least 3,000 in the stands watching Samson's performance. And Samson cried out to God. I particularly love this story because it shows God's mercy and God's love. Even when we've blown it with our disobedience, God still loves us and comes through for us. He's the ultimate lover. Even in sin, even in our disobedience, he reconciles us back to him and covers us. Samson cried out to God, Master God, oh please, look on me again. Oh please, give me strength yet once more. God, with one avenging blow, let me be avenged on the Philistines for my two eyes. It's not over until God says it's over. If you fall down, don't stay down. God can get you back up. Then Samson reached out to the two central pillars that held up the building and pushed against them. One with his right arm, the other with his left saying, Let me die with the Philistines. Samson pushed hard with all his might. The building crashed on the tyrants and all the people in it. He killed more people in his death than he had killed in his life. When the angel appeared to Manoah and his wife, he said that God was going to give them a deliverer. Sometimes God has given us promises and maybe because of our disobedience or whatever, we have somehow diverted from God's plan. Best believe that God's purpose will come to pass he killed more people in his death than he had killed in his lifetime his brothers and other and all his relatives went down to get his body and this spoke up to me because they said Manoah and his wife had no children so after Samson God must have given her more children God sees your need and God knows how to multiply it. Even with Hannah, 
After Samuel, she gave birth to other five children. Nothing you give God and God can give you back. He will multiply it. He will amplify it. His brothers and all his relatives went down to get his body. They carried him back and buried him in the tomb of Manoah, his father, between Zorah and Esther. He judged Israel for 20 years. That's God. And um, something I skipped in the first episode was when I read um, Judges 13 verse 1, where it said that the children of Israel were in bondage to the Philistines for 40 years. I wondered why God could not just do what he did in the case of Gideon and raise up somebody, get 300 men, get them deliverance. Why God had to wait for a son, get some, get somebody pregnant, wait maybe another 10, 16, 20 years for that boy to grow up before he starts working in his gifting. And I realized that God's ways are not our ways. What he has done, the way he did it for one person, not the same way he will do it for you, but best believe he'll do it for you. Every time his children, the children of Israel went into captivity, God had different ways to bring them out. For Gideon, he anointed Gideon. For Samson, he there was a word he had to give, he had to mature and come into his gifting. I don't know what is it that you are praying to God from, but know that whatever you give to God, he'll multiply. Manoah gave God his son, and God gave him brothers. It says here, his brothers and all his relatives went down to get his body, and they buried him, carried him and buried him in the tomb of Manoah, his father. He had brothers and sisters. I've thoroughly enjoyed going through this um, story of Samson with you and seeing this story from a different eyes and seeing God's power of redemption and knowing God's, knowing that no obstacle, no circumstance, even the ones we get into with, with our sheer stupidity can keep us from future or from the love, from our future, our destined future that God has already destined for us or God's love. We would all fulfill God's unique plan for our lives. I pray that even as you listen to this podcast, I pray you get a desire to study God's word for yourself and get to see more revelatory insights to God's word. To meet again next week, I remain your host, Toji Dasi. Bye for now.